Have you struggled to try to figure out what your niche is? Does it cause you a lot of stress to try to figure it out? In this episode of the Niche Podcast, we are going to be talking about approaching your niche as you would a treasure hunt. What does that mean? Come take a listen. Welcome to the Niche Podcast, where we talk about everything related to your niche. It's all about your niche, your mindset, and having a business you love. I'm your host, mental health expert, Veronique Valencourt. Hey, fellow life coaches, entrepreneurs, and friends. I'm so glad you're here today. I am hoping that your week is going well. It is getting a little more temperate here in Houston. We usually have pretty hot Septembers and Octobers, um, but a little bit more cool weather. And today we're going to talk about approaching your niche as you would a treasure hunt. What? Here's the thing. Typically when I am working with my coaching clients on selecting a niche, their brain thinks about choosing a niche in a very specific way. Here's the things I hear them say. I've got to get it right. What if that's not the right one? What if I get it wrong? My business won't succeed. It'll never work. This is too hard. I just don't know. I can't do it. I don't know the answer. This is impossible. I just want to give up. Can you please just tell me which niche to pick? This is scary. If I get it wrong, then my business will never, ever, ever succeed. And on and on and on and on (laughs) their brain goes down this sort of negative, spiraling, scary, doomsday, end of the world, apocalyptic journey. And I'm here to tell you, my friends, that that way of thinking is, number one, how the human brain works. And number two, the way your brain works as a human. And number three, (laughs) I forgot my number two. Um, And number two, number three, whatever number we're on right now, I'm laughing at myself here not based in reality. So let me go back and say this again. So number one, it's normal for your brain to do that, especially when you're making a decision that feels like a big decision. And number two, your brain is doing that to keep you safe, but it is not based in reality. What? Okay, let me explain that. So often when we approach choosing our niche as something scary, overwhelming, or absolutely difficult and dreadful, and we want to be getting it right, and we're scared about getting it wrong, or that it'll be a complete disaster if we don't pick the right one, we're approaching making this decision from a place of scarcity and of fear. And that part of the brain is housed in black and white thinking, and that's your survival brain. It's your fight, flight, or freeze brain. It's your lower brain trying to keep you safe. But figuring out your niche is not going to come from that part of your brain. It's just not. 
Because that part of your brain is not the part of your brain that produces creativity, brainstorming, possibility. You see, our brain is more likely to be able to come up with proactive solutions, not from a place of scarcity, fear, fight, flight, or freeze. That part of your brain is just concerned with keeping you safe. And so approaching your niche as this urgent, scary, black and white, right or wrong, life or death, maybe exaggerating a little bit here, but maybe not. Some of my coaches, it does feel like life and death for them if they don't get it right. Uh, You just can't get the answers there. Plus, the process is not very fun (laughs) when you're operating from scarcity brain. And when I think back to when I was struggling with figuring out my own niche, part of the problem was I was stuck in that part of my brain. I kept looping on, I got to get this right. What if I choose the wrong one? Then my business will fail. Then it won't work. Like really disastrous, you know, worst case scenario thinking. And that's not in the end where I was able to find the information I needed to choose a niche. It was from my higher human functioning, happy brain, for lack of a better way of putting it, my creative brain, my higher level thinking brain that those answers came from. And it actually, I think, When I think back to that point in time, I think I was either swimming laps at the pool or riding my bike or I was doing something really fun and I had spent a lot of time agonizing over choosing a niche and I was trying to work through that. And it was during a time of real fun that I figured out, oh, wait, this would be kind of a cool thing to do. Huh? Yeah. Oh, you know, I should try that as opposed to what I had been doing previously, which was thinking, oh my God, I'm never going to figure this out. It's scary. If I get it wrong, I've got a problem. I don't know the answer. And so how you view looking for your niche and choosing your niche is almost as important as the actual niche yourself. If you are viewing it as a dreadful, unpleasant, no fun experience, guess what? It's going to be a lot harder. But if you approach it, from the standpoint of, wait, what if figuring out my niche was like a treasure hunt? What if I got to discover it? What if no matter what, I just had to follow the clues and figure out the clues? And once I did figure out the clues, I was guaranteed to not only have one choice of a niche, but maybe like several, maybe a dozen. And then I get to pick the one that's the most fun and exciting for me to do. What if it was like that instead of doom and gloom? I want you to entertain the possibility that maybe dialing in your niche and choosing a niche can be fun, like a treasure hunt. Like think about as a kid, I don't know if you have ever done treasure hunts, but like when I was a kid, you know, there'd be birthday parties here and there there, and we would have like a treasure hunt and each clue would be laid out for us and we'd have to solve it. I may be dating myself as I say this because I don't know, you know, I don't know about other generations of people, but certainly for my generation, that was something that we did. (laughs) There weren't a lot of video game birthday parties, but there was always this sense of excitement 
when you would go from clue to clue and you'd be like, okay, we got to figure this out. Oh my goodness. At the end, it's going to be so exciting. Can I really wait to see? And you'd have to think and reflect. And, you know, if you're a group of kids doing it together, you banter back and forth about, well, what could it be? This clue, what does this clue say? Go to the place where the bus rings true. I'm making that one up. I don't even know. <laughs> but like, it'd be these sort of cryptic clues that you'd have to solve. But it was approached, again, not from a doom or gloom space, but even as I talk about it, I think you can hear it in my voice, like from a place of like excitement, like, oh my goodness, I can hardly wait till we figure out all the clues and we get to the final answer. And what is the surprise going to be? We don't do that enough in life. And we certainly don't do that enough when it comes to our business. And so I want you to be thinking about what if there were just clues along the way that it was up to you to discover in a treasure hunt format. And with it, you would find the answers to what your ideal niche would be. And that maybe it wasn't just a black and white, like one possibility, but like that there were several different possibilities of niches for you. And that your job was to figure out the clues about yourself, about the market, about what you're interested in, what your experience is that you can share, what makes your heart sing, and that discovering all those clues when you put them all together will give you a perfect niche for you. Now, doesn't that just sound so much better than, you know, oh my God, I got to get it right. What if I get it wrong? My business is going to fail. This is going to be horrible. Like, that's just no fun. And from that spot of, you know, doom and gloom, you're not going to find any answers. But from a place of curiosity, what I call compassionate curiosity for yourself, as opposed to bullying judgment, you can get so many more answers and figure out your niche from a place of fun and excitement the way you would if you're searching on a treasure hunt. Okay, so I can hear you mumbling in the background, or maybe some of you, and go, yeah, that's all fine and good, Veronique, but like, how do I do that? That's like really nice rainbows and daisies and, you know, sparkles coming out of your tush, but like, is that really a feasible way to figure out my niche? I would tell you, yes, it is. Not only is it a feasible way to figure out your niche, but it's probably the most ideal way. It's actually approaching anything you have to figure out from that place of curiosity and figuring out a treasure hunt and getting to the answers and looking for the clues. Any task that you have to do that requires looking for something and doing research is going to be a lot more fun if you approach it with that mindset. So I can still hear the grumblers and they're saying, well, so then how do you do that, Veronique? Well, there's lots of ways you can do it. Um, and I'm going to tell you about a few of them. If you think about it, the clues that you have to figure out on the way to the big reveal of your niche is things about yourself and things about the market and who you want to work with, 
who you were built to work with, who you love to work with, what experiences you have that you can share and teach others, as well as if those people that you are wanting to help actually want to pay for the solution that you are providing for them. And being curious in that process and doing it step by step with a knowing internally that at the end you will figure this out. The only reason that you would not figure this out is if you decided to give up and if you approached it from a, oh my God, what if I get it wrong? Like that's the only thing that can really stop you is the messaging and the languaging and the things that you say to yourself. So think of it this way. If I said to you, can you go find the nearest Target, the store in a city where you don't live, say, and you're sitting in a parking spot, I've magically made you like beamed you to a city with it you're not familiar. And I said to you, you've got to find the nearest Target and you have your phone and you're in a car and you're sitting in a parking lot you wouldn't go, oh my God, it's so hopeless. I'll never figure this out. No, you'd be curious. You'd go, okay, so how can I figure this out? Let me think about this for a second. Okay, I've got a phone. Let's see if I've got cellular data or, oh, let's see if this car has GPS or let me see if there's people around that I might not be able to ask. And you would start problem solving. You would start problem solving and figuring out how you're going to get from point A the parking spot in this mysterious city, to point B, the Target store where you can pick up whatever it is that I'm sending you to go get. You don't get panicked. You don't get freaked out. Well, most of us don't. You just, hey, you figure out how am I going to figure this out? And let's just say you decide you're going to use a map or GPS. And what if during the process of using that GPS, you make a wrong turn? Do you like give up and just go, oh my God, it's hopeless. I'll never get it right. There's no way I'll ever make it to the target. Uh, or like, what if there's construction on your route? Like, oh God, I'm just going to give up. I'm not, I didn't do it the right way. So there's just, there's no way I'll make it to target. No, you keep trying. You get curious, you investigate, you figure out a workaround and you keep working on it with a, from a place of compassionate curiosity. Now, I suppose there's some people that would say, oh, this is just too hard. I can't find Target. I'm going home or you're not even home. You're like in the parking spot. But I would say the majority of people figure out pretty easily things when they know that you don't have to get it right or wrong and that there's not a right answer, that just getting to the destination is what you need to do. And finding your niche is exactly the same way. Dialing your niche is exactly the same way. Approaching it from a place of curiosity and looking at it like it's a treasure hunt allows you to uncover the details and be like, oh, cool. Okay, that's a good clue. And on and on you go until you find the answer. But that can't happen when you are worrying about getting the answer right or wrong or thinking about it in a very fixed state or beating yourself up for not knowing exactly how or for making mistakes like that doesn't 
serve you in any way. Now, in my experience, there are certain markers and steps that you need to figure out along the way of your treasure hunt to be able to choose your niche. And I'm going to share a very brief version here, uh, sort of to pique your interest. This is what I teach and do in my course Uh, in my one-on-one, in my group programs, and in my VIP one-day intensive. Here are the points that you have to uncover, and they may not be exactly what you thought they were. And I've actually talked about this in another podcast, but I'm going to give you the really brief five-point system that I use. And there's a lot of elaboration when I work with you one-on-one. But here are the things you have to discover and uncover to really dial in a niche. The first one is, what is your skill set or your skill sets? Because you have many. And what are your forms of expertise? The second thing is, what is the specific population you want to work with? The third one is, what's your population's primary pain point? The fourth one is, what's the solution that they will pay for? And the fifth one is, What is there happily ever after? Now, this is just a little bit of a taste of what I teach in my program. And you can get so much of this information for free just by listening to my podcast. I talk about it in different spots and in different ways. So you can get this information for free. But if you want the whole enchilada and you want a full program to make sure that your niche is dialed, then you should check out myperfectniche.com because that's where I go into much more depth. But those five points ultimately are the clues you have to figure out in order to really have a dialed niche. It's not rocket science. I've done it with lots of my clients and you should come and check it out. Now let's loop this back into what I was saying at the very beginning. What if your niche was like a treasure hunt? I want you to really contemplate that question as we wrap up. What if it was fun? What if you had to discover only five clues along the way and put them together in a way that really dials your niche in? And what if at the end of it, you were delighted by the results and you weren't concerned about, is this the right one or the wrong one? Did I pick the right niche? Did I mess this up? What if instead it was like a big birthday cake or a big surprise after you discovered those clues? Wouldn't that make the process just so much more fun? Well, here's a secret. You can make that happen. You can do it on your own with the little tips and tricks I told you today, the five steps you got to use to get your niche equation dialed. Or stay tuned and listen to more podcasts. You can get more of that information or sign up for one of my courses. Anyway, I hope you have a great weekend. And I also hope that you approach more of your life from the standpoint of what if it was just an amazing treasure hunt. Have a great week. 